Welcome to the Courage Queen Podcast. I'm your host, Justine Wenzel, entrepreneur, glam girl, and karaoke enthusiast. For over 10 years, I've been teaching women how to become more courageous by pressing into fear so they can step into their purpose. Whether it's me at the microphone solo or I'm sharing the stage with incredible guests, I'm committed to bringing you the best while sharing the truth that will set us all free. Time to wake up and stop giving fear all the power. I'm bringing tangible tips for more peace and authenticity while simultaneously giving you an ab workout as we weave in comedic flair. So buckle up because it's time to live your best life. Hey guys, welcome back. I hope you had a great holiday weekend. Labor Day. Woo! I can't even believe it. It feels like the summer has just flown by, but we just continue to get a mixture up here in New York at least of just really beautiful, beautiful days that are almost unexpected and then like perfectly placed rainy, gross days uh, where I've been able to be passionately productive in the moments where I could very well be doing things that I believe a lot of times waste time, getting caught up with you know, all the different shows that there are to watch, scrolling on Instagram, all those different things. But I find myself leaning in more towards putting the phone down, organizing my closet, purging my house, cleaning things up, just getting things looking fresh and beautiful for an upcoming season. So I wanted to share a quick message today about something that I feel like is short and sweet, but super impactful. And it's when I heard this phrase or this quote that I really do feel like changed the trajectory of my life. And I'm hoping that for you, it does too. It's so incredibly simple and so important. And I often find myself going back to it. And the quote is, whatever your core belief is about yourself, about a particular situation, your core belief or your multiple beliefs will always guide your behavior. So whatever you think about yourself will always directly impact how you act, what your behaviors are, how you take action or how you don't take action in a particular situation in your life. I've thought about this over and over again because it explains so much about why I'm thinking the things that I'm thinking, why I'm still in a certain place, or what got me to thinking a specific thought and how it really does impact my actions. And so one of the things that we want to talk about today is that your subconscious is always paying attention to what you think, to what your thoughts are, they're running through your head, what you're telling yourself about yourself, and it really shapes the world around you. But then here's the thing, in more of a ninja-like speed, it uses this to shape how you feel. And it shapes what you do. It changes your behavior. It guides your actions. And then you've created a certain reality for yourself that you live in. But you have more control of your situation. And so one of the simplest things to do is to start to actually listen. What am I telling myself? And if it's not helping you, change it. I don't think it's a new concept that our thoughts are incredibly powerful. They literally shape how we feel how we interpret the world around us, like I said, and then they shape our behavior. So this concept of the subconscious, and sometimes it's kind of referred to as like the unconscious mind, it refers to the part of your mind that is beneath conscious awareness. 
It's not under conscious control. It's absolutely incredible because it stores information about every single experience that you've ever had in your life. Like I'm talking deeply held beliefs formed in early childhood to different traumas that you've experienced and lived through. The information has the potential to influence every single conscious decision. It's incredibly powerful. Honestly, it has always been something that I've been incredibly just passionate about learning, very interested in becoming a master of, of how do I manage my thoughts? How do I take control over my thoughts? You know, it says in the word to take your thoughts captive. And there's a lot of different meanings of how people have come to believe what God is talking about when he says that. But here's the thing. Our thoughts often reflect underlying beliefs. These are held by our subconscious. So like just to give you some examples of this, if you have an external focus of control, you might fixate on everything wrong, such as like, I can't do this. I can't grow my business. I won't survive. I'm never going to meet someone. I'm never going to figure this out. You know, this pandemic will never end. This is going to reinforce your state of this helplessness. So you've got to start listening to your thoughts because they may not be serving you and they could potentially be the reason that's hindering you, why you question whether they're accurate or logical. Ask whether someone else may have a more rational appraisal and focus on what's within your control and actually take action on it. So I just want to ask you, like, how aware are you of your thoughts? Do you feel like they're hindering you? Do you feel like they're serving you and getting you to where you want to be? Because Over the course of the past year, I have examined so many different areas of my life. And what I've come to realize are my thoughts and my mindset, my my mindset, my internal beliefs that have been shaped by all these different experiences and traumas, it's so detrimental to the places that it's brought me. And I think I look at my life and the success and the businesses that I've built and the things I've worked really hard on. And I think a lot of us wish that we were in a different place, whether we are, quote unquote, very successful or not, or like where we're at or not. But there has been a change. We have healed over time. And maybe you're somebody who has focused for a long time on what is not working, or you're unwilling to do something different to get to a different place. But our thoughts is where that originates from. It affects every single thing that we do and think in our behaviors. When people say that person's so lucky because they get to live this life, I think a lot of times what we don't realize is that if you tell yourself you're lucky, then you might start to interpret good things in your life. And being a matter of luck and creating a self-fulfilling prophecy are a whole nother thing. Where it was actually coincidence or entirely a result of your efforts, the principle really kind of does flesh itself out that if you tell yourself that you're capable, you start to feel more empowered. When challenging times come and you're really up against the wall, increasing your chances of actually pushing through, it will reinforce the initial belief that you've set in motion. So what do you have to lose, really? Like, what do you have to lose? You know what's scary to me is that the biggest enemy in life is yourself. 
if you can change your mentality, if you can tell yourself to think a certain way, then you'll develop discipline. And that is a huge key to your success in any venture. We can be our biggest critic and our worst enemy. It's largely driven by our ego. One of the biggest ways that I've seen this really fall into place for me is choosing to think positive, but actually writing down positive things in the present tense and repeating them. And when you start repeating them, you start believing them. It's not just a positive affirmation. It's a specific belief that you're training yourself to believe that you're capable, that you've been called, that things are falling into place. Everywhere you look, there's opportunity. Every opportunity or every business meeting or every client meeting, every Zoom appointment has a specific purpose that's getting you closer to the person that you want to be. You're learning through your experiences. And luck (laughs) no longer really becomes a thing. You're speaking it into existence. I've often said that with God as your business partner, there's literally nothing that you can't do. But you've got to surrender what your plans and what your ego is speaking And you've got to fall in love with the process. Mary Kay Ash always quoted and shared that if you think you can, you can. And if you think you can't, you're right. So what is the power of our thoughts? Can we trace back every single thing that hasn't happened or that we've wanted to happen to a single thought? of why we self-sabotage within ourselves from the very beginning. So let me share something with you from Psychology Today. And this is three ways that beliefs really can shape your reality. So number one is your beliefs influence your behavior. And this is one of the most basic ways that belief can shape your reality is through the influence of behavior. So if you believe, again, that you're capable, competent, if you believe that you're deserving of your dream job, you'll probably be more likely to seek out opportunities that could help you get there. And the same is true for if you believe that you are truly worth being loved and having an incredible, loving relationship, you're also going to look for opportunities to improve yourself, to become a more loving person, to see the best in others, and to find the qualities that you specifically want to have that relationship. So here's where it gets really interesting because beliefs about your basic character, so who you are as a person on a more fundamental level, these can be especially powerful because research suggests that While guilt and kind of feeling like you did a bad thing can motivate self-improvement, shame on the other hand, so feeling like you're not enough, feeling like you are a bad person, this tends to create a self-fulfilling prophecy. So reducing hope and undermining efforts to change your situation. So having a praising character as opposed to a behavior is a more effective means of promoting these positive behaviors to begin with. So they did like a really simple study. Um, In the study, children who were told that they were helpful people for doing something generous, like if they were donating something and wanted to give something to someone else, they later engaged in more altruistic behaviors than children whose behavior alone was praised 
or who did not receive praise. So this is really about praising the character as opposed to the actual behavior itself, right? So like praising that person for the type of behavior they're exhibiting. So number two was your beliefs influence other people's behavior. And, you know, your beliefs can shape your reality not only by influencing your own, as we were talking about, but other people's as well. So this kind of involves, you know, close relationships with um, your partner to complete strangers. And they had a classic study where it showed male participants um, were led to believe that a woman who they spoke with on the phone was either attractive or unattractive. And the analysis of the recordings by outside observers showed that throughout the conversation, women actually perceived as more attractive came to behave in a more friendly and likable way than those who were perceived as less attractive. So it suggested that participants' expectations were not only shaped by their own perceptions um, of the conversating partner, but they also seem to elicit those behaviors that confirmed their expectation. And I think a primary example that we really see is the interactions between teachers and students where we really see this come to life in a lot of um, more specific examples outside of these studies. One of the ways that this has worked in more of a romantic relationship, I'm going to use the example of my husband and I, we used to really get caught up in like what was not happening or what we couldn't do well or comparing ourselves to other people. And now our huge focus over the past seven years of being married, it took a little while to get this down, but we see each other more in this idealized light. So we tend to become more satisfied with our relationship. We've become more satisfied and happy in our relationship over time. We've had less conflict. And we're more likely statistically to stay together when we focus on, because what we focus on is expanding, when we focus on the things that we do well, helping each other uh, keep our relationship going and just constantly improving and opening up opportunities for conversation and growth on how we can we do it better, what do we love that we're doing, how we behave in more generous and constructive ways, which are going to foster more constructive um, relationship satisfaction in general. So, you know, by contrast, those who are over perceiving hostile intentions, like if you're just like, oh, my husband was doing this because of this specific reason, and it's more coming from a place of hostility intentions, and they're more likely to behave in ways that are going to elicit this very hostile behavior because they have this fear or this belief that they're going to be rejected. So it's so important to be instilling that confidence in your partner and being able to have the confidence to alleviate your partner's insecurities that are about the relationship because at the end of the day, no matter what's happened or whatever conflict you've had in the past, whatever you've gone through, we've all been there. Your partner already has these insecurities um, that are kind of deep-seated. And so helping to really alleviate those, I have just found from personal experience to it has really brought Nate and I closer together and made our relationship incredibly strong over the long haul of our relationship. So number three is that your beliefs may impact your health. Okay, so health and disease are influenced by multiple interacting factors. And, you know, a lot of them are out of our control. Like there's obviously genetics and, you know, environmental toxins and trauma and a lot of socioeconomic circumstances as well. But 
you know, research does suggest and has found that beliefs really do make an impact. And so in one of the studies that they talk about in here, middle-aged adults who held more positive beliefs about aging lived on average seven and a half years longer than those who were negatively thinking about how they didn't want to die, how they were going to get sick someday. Like they were almost speaking sickness into existence. Now, again, you got to take this with a grain of salt and realize like, If somebody in your family is sick or they're not doing well, they're fighting something right now, the chances of them speaking that specifically into existence, again, take it with a grain of salt. Like there's a lot of other factors that impact this. But your positive thinking, your beliefs can guide such a road to healing or to fighting off disease. And, you know, they did research on the placebo effect also that, you know, links your beliefs and your health and the mere expectation that a treatment will be effective can sometimes make it so for people. So tangibly, how can we harness the power of belief to actually improve our situations? So you can engage in a lot of practices that change your habitual way of thinking. So again, I'm really huge about a gratitude journal, um, really getting into mindfulness meditation and things like that, and really looking for opportunities to grow in many of these areas. These help me to notice how good life can be even outside of my circumstances. So I I don't get caught up as much in the unconstructive negative thoughts because I have specific thoughts that I'm working to replace those consistent negative thoughts with. And I think the second way is that you can set clear intentions on how you want to approach each day in the life that you want to live. And you can make an effort to align your behavior with those intentions. So You know, even when things don't work out or they really just suck, to be frank, you know, you'll know that you're moving in the right direction because you can leverage all the gifts and all the talents and all of these things in your tool belt that you have. And I think it's important that we recognize that while beliefs may be powerful, they're not all powerful. We know that God is in control and um, hopefully you're living in a way of surrender It's easier said than done, but I know for me, I need consistency and I need to dig into something that is powerful to set intentions for my day. So I do use the Bible app. It's a free app um, that Craig Rochelle and Life Church have put together. And it's really quick daily inspiration and digging into the word that I personally feel like for me is a great, simple way to just spend a few moments getting my mind in the right place. And so you know, we have to recognize the limitations of belief that could make us more compassionate towards those who find themselves in unfortunate circumstances and really difficult times in their life. And this is including us. So we've got to start somewhere. What can we start today that will make an impact on maybe who we are tomorrow? Maybe it's just writing one sentence, but it's got to just be, again, it can't be like cliche. It can't be cheesy. It's got to be actually something that you believe in. So you might have to craft it in a way that you could train yourself to believe something and open up your mind to believing a new thought about yourself or someone else. Because everything originates from our thoughts. So I hope that you take this with you today and use this as a way to stretch your thinking, to have a different perspective and mindset about maybe something that you're going through or maybe something that Maybe you don't even know is going on in someone else's life, but just believing that 
unless your beliefs change, your reality isn't going to change. So I hope you have a great week. Um, Let's head over to Insta. Connect with me on Insta at Courage Queen Pod. Can't wait to hang with you guys this week over there. And as we jump into fall and just some incredible um, seasonal fun and pumpkin spice and all that good stuff. Oh, I love it all. So I can't wait to connect with all of you. And I hope that you have a powerful, intentional week of growth and courage. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, would you send it to a friend who could be encouraged? Or share it on social and tag me so I can personally thank you for sharing the sweet sauce. For more episodes, check out and subscribe to Courage Queen Podcast, where we share fresh perspectives and stories for people who have the guts to be vulnerable and grow through what they go through. You can also join the conversation on Instagram at Courage Queen Pod. As always, thanks for being here. Courage starts with showing up. 